the wartime CEO does not equal work 80 hour days, you know, 80 hour weeks, you know, like it is, it's a different way of viewing the business. It is, it's a, in my opinion, it's making uh, faster decisions. It's about being more sharp. And I guess just having that feeling of like, I'm in battle. The role of our business and the role of strategy in a business, and this is particularly the role of a CEO is being the custodian of strategy. Yeah, you may set the strategy, but ideally you're the custodian of strategy and you work with your team on that. Your strategic planning should always and forever, every week, be about what market trends are on the horizon and how will we respond to those commercially. Absolutely. That's your job, full stop. That's your job. Foundations of business haven't changed no matter what economic yeah. cycle that you're in. And you, your job as a CEO doesn't change. It's to make clear decisions and all the changes depending on wartime and peacetime is maybe the speed of those decisions and where you choose to, I mean, you could always argue you should be focused on the important things, but in wartime, it's doubly important that you go and I'm focusing on the stuff that actually matters today. Yeah. And I think it's worth also reminding people that part of what's important is you managing your own physical, emotional state. Hello and welcome to the show. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Rising. I'm Carl Taylor and you are joined as well with my amazing, lovely, sexy friend called Peter Bariati. Thanks, brother. Good to, uh, good to be here. Thanks, Carl. Yeah, so uh, you are listening to Entrepreneurs Rising and we are the show that is all about how do we help you as an entrepreneur continue to grow, rise, navigate this entrepreneurial journey that can be ups and downs, highs and lows. And Pete and I have been doing it now for... I know for me, it's been at least 18, 19 years. So a lot, big part of our life, considering we're in our 30s. And uh, we're so excited to be able to share this journey with you. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about wartime versus peacetime CEO. Because at the time of recording, most of our time in the last few years has been spent in peacetime CEO hat. And obviously with recent events at the time of recording with coronavirus, COVID-19, it's put us into a different hat. We've taken that hat off and put on wartime CEO hat. And we're going to talk about what that is, uh, the implications, and also how do you manage the difference between hustle versus just kind of being at ease and, and peace. So uh, that's what this episode is going to be about. Can't wait to get into it. Pete, you got any uh, things you want to share? No, I'm just excited to get into it. Uh, now, Carl, this is a concept that you shared with me first. So I'm curious to hear in your words, what is wartime CEO? What is peacetime CEO? Wartime CEO, it's funny, like as soon as, as soon as I got back from the US, so I was, I was overseas in the US when the coronavirus stuff really got super serious globally. And uh, so I jumped on an earlier plane back to Australia and I got put in 14 day self-isolation. So I'm, I'm stuck in this bedroom, right? That, uh, this, this bedroom with an ensuite and luckily I had a little bit of a back deck that I could access. Um, but that was what I was stuck in for 14 days. And as soon as I'm, I'm there and all of a sudden I'm stopping and going, okay, here's what's going on. What am I going to do? And the analogy that came in my mind is I need to rally the troops. And that was my team. First thing was I need to rally the troops. And you know, we're at war. Well, the world is at war with this virus and whether you, you know, how do you feel about the, the medical side of it? It was like there is an economic war going on as to whether what side of this wealth redistribution event, because that's really what it is. 
what side of this wealth redistribution event am I going to fall on? And I was like, I need to put on my general's hat and go to war. So that's where the concept of like wartime CEO hat came from. It's like, yeah, this is, we're in wartime and it's a very different way of making decisions than I would be as a leader during peace times. So I'm going to jump in here. What, uh, I mean, in, in my perception, my outsider's perspective, uh, my perception is that your business is fairly well insulated against uh, most of the economic impact of uh, the situation, being online, you know, a digital business, having a remote team already. What made you think, all right, now's the time to rally the troops? While yes, my business directly is not majorly affected, like just like yours, you know, like I've been a remote business for fully remote business for over five, six years. Um, day to day, the operations of our business has not shifted or changed at all. But that doesn't mean that the market hasn't shifted and changed. And so that's what it was. It's going, the market is changing. My clients are changing. A whole bunch of my clients went out of business overnight with various lockdowns. Wow. And so that crazy. meant that I needed to kind of go, okay, well, what am I doing to create my own, you know, the governments are out there creating stimulus packages. What stimulus packages am I going to create for my clients? Mm. So that was the first thing that I focused on. I was like, okay, the governments of the world are creating stimulus packages. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm a leader of my own little mini country, if you want to think of it like that, right? And so what am I, what are my stimulus packages for my citizens, my clients, my, my community? And so that was the first thing I did. And then it was like, rally the troops, guys, I need to let you know that you, you are secure. My, my commitment to you has not changed. When you were brought on as a part of our team, you were committed to, to be receiving a certain amount of money. There was a commitment to hours. There was a commitment to you will stay uh, earning an income by working with us. And that commitment hasn't changed, but here's what I need from you. Here, for us to be ensure that we deliver, we survive, and not only survive, but we thrive from this situation, here's what I need from you. Here's what I expect from you. And that's what I, when I say rally the troops, that's what it was. It was kind of like a call to arms to the team to go, hey, the, the, the energy has shifted, the market has shifted, and we need to all step up, every single one of us, to ensure that we are around. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to do whatever it takes on my end to keep us around. And... This is what I need from you. And, and, and I guess some of, some of it comes from a, a place of, there is an element of fear, I guess. There's an element of going, well, if I just sit back and do nothing, I'm not guaranteed to still be here. So things are changing. How do I respond to those, those changes? Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. That's kind of my shift. What it's about it, you from a it, wartime CEO versus well, peacetime? It's interesting that you mentioned like collective fear because uh, that's something that I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, it, it's easy to tap into the energy of others uh, and then allow that fear to dictate us and how we act. Uh, and that's very dangerous because that can take you off track. Uh, now, interestingly, um, as events un unfolded, I'd been away at a, uh, at a festival for the week and I emerged from that festival. My phone had been off. And uh, it was kind of like the world had gone crazy while I was away. It was a Tantra festival. So, you know, we were all super loved up and, you know, just had really great, uh, you know, energy. Uh, and I came back into the world actually feeling quite insulated by that bubble as such. Uh, and not really relating, like it was a bit of a dissociative experience with what was going on. You know, like I, I emerged and there was no toilet paper in any of the shops and, you know, all the pasta and tuna had gone. Uh, and so it, it was quite interesting. But I think uh, what's happened in the, the uh, weeks and months since, uh, as I've noticed myself and my energy changing, you know, I'm finding that I'm feeling a bit fatigued myself. And as I question that fatigue, I've got a question, well, how have I been showing up? 
how have I been acting uh, in this situation? And um, I certainly, in, in wartime CEO mode, I, I think of it like the, the warrior archetype, uh, you know, going into battle uh, like you as well. Uh, and for me, it was mostly directing my team. So I think I acted like a bit of a general uh, and I had my, my direct reports who were reporting to me and letting me know, you know, my general manager was letting me know this is what the situation is and this is what the economic impact will be. And my finance manager was giving me reports on, okay, well, this is how many customers we've seen churn. Uh, and our accounts head of accounts management uh, was letting us know, okay, well, these are the concerns that customers have right now. This is what they're asking for. This is uh, what we could be doing to, um, to uh, you know, be looking after them. Uh, and for me, it was just about um, honestly, mostly letting the team do their job and allowing them to come up with the solutions that were required. But it was not the time. I mean, we recently did an episode on on taking a holiday from your business for an extended period of time. This is not that time. This is not that time no. to you know to no. switch to switch the phone off and <laughs> disappear for weeks at a time. I thought, okay, well, holiday's over. Back into back into it now. Um, but it's interesting. You know, I've been working three days a week for the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, there is a temptation for me to go to four or five or seven days a week because there's that little voice inside your head that says work more. You need to work more to do more. And mm. that's just, that's so dangerous to start to think along those lines. I mean, I know we want to talk a bit about hustle and burnout and, and those kind of things, but, uh, you know, is that, is that resonating with you? Oh, hundred percent. Like even for me, you know, similarly, before all this happened, I'd taken eight months away from the business day to day. Right. So when I put on wartime CEO hat, it was just, and I was in self-isolation. So I didn't have a lot to do. I did buy a virtual reality <laughs> headset to give me some other things to leave the room uh, virtually at least. But it, it, it meant that I was working a lot in particular of those two weeks. And I felt that that exhaustion. And even now at the time of recording, we talked about it before we hit record, you know, I'm feeling a bit more wiped out and I know you said you are too and 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 that's even with now being further into it that I've you know I've stepped back a bit where I'm like I'll realize hey you know what I need to take a day off I, I can't I can't keep doing this or I can but I choose not to because I know it's not the best for me long term whereas a younger person the younger version of me in the past when I was a lot more hustle Right, because let's talk. Let's, actually, I think we should bring this back a little bit to where you are in your business journey. When you're early on in your business journey, the whole thing is hustle. Yeah, like, first let's year. Be honest. First year. You're, you're in your first. <laughs> I think even longer than first year, half yeah. the time. But you know, like when you're in that initial beginnings, like trying to get to your first half million at least. I think your half million and building up a bit of a team. Like if you haven't hit that mark yet, and you're going, I'm going to take six weeks off, unless it's a purely being designed as a lifestyle business different story but if you're really trying to build a, a proper business until you've hit that half million mark and you build a bit of a team you're in hustle the whole time that's 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 the reality of it yeah. once you're out of that though you know you pass that threshold you've got bigger teams you're, you're doing a million or a couple million you know it starts to go okay i have more flexibility to take off the, the foot off the pedal and you can have that freedom and the hustle changes you know, there are plenty of people who still at that level hustle like crazy. And they're the people who often go to 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. I would argue they're not necessarily more fulfilled or happy, but you're, you're all for, I'm, I'm all for people doing that if they want to do that. Whereas for me, I shifted. And so old version of hustle of me, I don't know about you, Pete, but it was, I was working it, my IT business. I think of that. Like I would, I would get to the office at, I don't know, 7, 8 a.m. in the morning. I wouldn't often leave until like 8 or 9 p.m. at night, wouldn't leave the office. I'd go home, I'd still be checking email, thinking about things even before I went to bed. 
Um, on, you know, even with that business, I had clients dropping things off at my personal home on the weekend, you know, like it was, it was pretty well work nonstop. There was no real life outside of work except for a few movies and things with friends. Um, and so the, the, that, that hustle energy, maybe it's also because I was younger, it was more sustainable. It didn't feel that exhausting when I think about it, at least now. Whereas in the last few weeks, I've been wiped out by just only working even four days a week. You know, I got, oh, like I'm exhausted. But then if I look back, it's like, I haven't done that much, but there's been a lot of decision-making. I think there's been a lot of, a lot of my decisions over the last couple of weeks has increased far more than I normally would and faster decisions. That's the other thing that I've noticed with wartime CEO versus to peacetime. Peacetime, I'm far more fact finder because I don't know if you guys have done your um, Colby profile, Colby A profile, it's a personality profile. I'm a very high fact find. So I love consuming data before I make decisions. And in peacetime, I will spend a lot of time collecting data. Whereas in wartime, I'm going, I get enough data and then I just go decision made, decision made, decision made. I'm making far faster decisions than I normally would. And I think that's probably played to some of that exhaustion for me. But what I know you've been exhausted too. So what's what's your link to old or younger Pete? How you did hustle versus how you're doing hustle now? I did I did work on the weekend. That's that's why I'm tired. <laughs> this week, this, this weekend, this is the last weekend gone. Yeah, and it wasn't really um, it wasn't really like IT genius work, like spreadsheets and shit. Um, like it was rearranging my studio. It was working with setting up some new broadcast gear to prepare to um, produce some more media uh, from home rather than what I was planning to do, which was producing it from a uh, office studio location. Uh, and uh, interestingly, where previously I thought, oh, you know what? I don't want to like do all my videos at home because then it looks like I've got this like homey kind of business and you know, I've got like 35 staff. I want it to look a little bit more legit. And now it's like, shit, if I'm recording in an office, I'm going to look like a bonehead uh, because I'm still going to an office when everyone is supposed to be isolating. <laughs> so, so I basically set up all my broadcast gear at home. Um, and I mean, the, the point that you touched on, on, you know, having lots of decisions happening, that made me think about bandwidth and decision-making bandwidth. You can only make four or five really good strategic decisions per day. After that, you get decision fatigue. And if you've ever got to 2 or 3 p.m. and just been like wiped, just like, like can't answer any more questions, can't help anyone with anything else, uh, that's, that may be decision fatigue. And um, I found it's so important, particularly where part of my role is to create content uh, and to think strategically in the business. It's so important the energy management that I have and the routine around that. And so one of the things that I've noticed, and I picked up this tip from you, wake up, do a quick workout immediately after waking up before doing anything else. Otherwise, I'm just not going to do it. And then, um, you know, clean up. I might go down the beach uh, for a little bit of exercise or a little bit of like outside energy. But all of those things happen before I touch my phone. And then if I actually have strategic work that I need to do, I'm going to do that strategic work first. I'm not going to check my emails. I'm not going to jump into anything else. It's getting into the strategic work. So if I need to create something, create a new framework or anything else, that's what I want to be doing. Well, like first in, thing. in Ayurvedic, you know, the uh, Ayurveda, they talk about there's the, the time, there's a certain time of day that you're best to be doing like really creative work, strategic work like that. Interesting. And I'm pretty sure from memory, it's like before 2 p.m. So uh, there you go. Well, my understanding yeah. is that everyone has different rhythms you know so i think some people are night owls and some people are morning people um but uh i certainly find that i like to you know i sleep in 
I wake up at like nine o'clock. Um, mm. And, you know, I like to wake up naturally. I don't use an alarm clock, but then I just go with the natural uh, rhythm of my body uh, with doing the things that are important before I go into distraction mode. Um, anyway, so. And do you, do you finish at a specific time? I'm curious, like, because I'm similar, like, I'll wake up whenever I wake up. But do you then cut off, you know, if you started later, do you cut off? I wrap wrap all my meetings by 5 or 6 p.m. This podcast Mm. will sometimes go a little bit longer, which is the only exception to that. Uh, I have scheduled a live stream for 7 p.m. this evening, (laughs) which is rare. Uh, But uh, but yes, usually I do. Now, I mean, we touched on we touched on like, you know, um, energy a little bit there. And I think. You know, we both had periods in our life where we've where we've been overworking, and like you know, there's this concept uh, of the first thousand days uh, from the Dynamite Circle guys, the first thousand days in your business, right? Which is like three years of hustle. I've often looked back after getting to the time balance stage of my uh, business. I've often looked back and thought, was that necessary? You know, how necessary mm. was that hustle? And my partner has an early stage business and she's in hustle mode. And I love seeing that hustle. And, uh, you know, it's part of the reason I was working on the weekends because we're in isolation and we're spending time together and she's working. And I'm like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll get into the, you know, get into the vibe as well. And I've, I've always questioned, I've always looked back and thought, you know, how, how necessary is that really, uh, you know, could you build a business on three days a week, for example, um, and still be successful in that? But uh, what we do know, and this is very obvious to most people, that if you have a sustained period of overwork, you will hit burnout. It yes. just happens. Burnout, burnout will hit physical you, burnout, mental burnout, emotional burnout. You'll hit. It all happens, and you put on weight, and cortisol causes weight gain, and stresses, and you know all these other bodily things start to happen. And I put on twenty five kilos as I was growing my business over five years. Like you know, we've all been there and done that. Uh, so you know, how do you think people can balance that? You know, there is a wartime CEO who needs to be wartime CEO from time to time. That doesn't necessarily mean hustle hashtag twenty four seven blah blah blah. But, but you do have to really have your, you know, have your hands on the control stick of the airplane right now. You know, how do you balance that? Well, that's a really good distinction that I think is worth bringing in and making sure we really make sure it is clear. The wartime CEO does not equal work 80 hour days, you know, 80 hour weeks, you know, like it is, it's a different way of viewing the business. It is, it's a, in my opinion, it's making uh, faster decisions. It's about being more, sharp and i guess just having that feeling of like i'm in battle right but any battle you think about anyone who's in war any general like there's there's battles and there's the war right and you can win a battle doesn't mean you win the war so there's 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 like when you're in battle mode and then there's also more like strategic planning war mode that's wartime ceo versus peacetime where it's kind of like oh things are great everything's awesome i've got some clients lost some clients oh good la 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 everything's cool Mm. we're not i'm not necessarily saying that hours need to increase but the things you do in those hours the how you prioritize what's important what's not you know we we've you may have heard you know stephen covey's approach of urgent versus important right the matrix of what's urgent what's important what's not important what's not urgent right um that that matrix is very much now you really need to ensure that you're focusing on the stuff that is important all the time right what are the important things important urgent important and the Uh, not urgent important stuff that's really all that 100% matters 
And I think the way we balance that out is just know what season you're in economically. And I think for all of us right now, we are all in the wartime CEO um, season, all of us. Like even the companies that are doing amazingly well right now, I think that's just globally what's happening. We're all into that, that, that season. So that's the hat that we all need to put on. That doesn't mean we have to be burning ourselves out. Mm. You know, a wartime general can still take some time out and go, all right, I'm taking the weekend off, I'm chilling out. And you can empower your sergeants and your other people, below, I don't know, military stuff, but whatever below generals, you know, you can give, give them instructions and they can work through things. So it, it's about delegating. It, nothing's, I think the fundamentals of business haven't changed. But us as leaders, what's important is when you're in peacetime, the leader is often best not visible, in my opinion. Yeah. I actually think that peacetime, the leader is best when they step back into the shadows and everyone else shines. Wartime, this is when it's important for us as leaders to get out in front and lead, be visible, show our team, show our clients, show our community. We are here. This is what we stand for and this is what we're going to do. That's a big shift, I think, too, in, in the difference between how you balance peacetime and wartime. So it's, it's not a go work hard, hustle, 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 do everything you can. It's... Uh, it's just a shift in how you perceive and where you position yourself and how visible you make yourself. It's uh, I've got a really good example about that, which is very timely at the moment. Um, you know, we have an economic event and we have shifting um, economy at the moment. And like many other business owners, I'm looking at all of my expenses and review, reviewing all of them. One of those is the fees I pay every month to our accountant. Provides great value for those fees, uh, but I need to review all of the expenses in the business. Now, my accountant uh, has not emailed me to let me know about what government incentives may be available for us has just not been proactive at all. And I kind of thought, you know what, like if he had, then I wouldn't be putting a big question mark around actually paying those fees to him. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think the way that we've approached it with our customers is we've said, Hey, we're going to try our best to anticipate what kind of support you might need from us right now. And so things like providing discounts and payment plans and, and then be on the front foot with that. And so we sent out emails and we sent out communication and we created these things. We've created new resources and I'm instead of running one webinar a month, I'm doing four webinars a month to our members. And so we are doing this extra to be on the front foot supporting our customers. Uh, and I think you said, you know, how you respond, you know, is, is really going to show up like that. That's just so, so important. Um, but let's do a quick check. That doesn't mean, you know, stack up your your calendar with everything. It doesn't mean, you know, overwork and add too many things. I, I think, as you said, it's, it's now even more important to know what's actually urgent and what's actually important. Um, and so last, last week, uh, I was working through some tasks. A number of them were time sensitive and important for me to get done. We were preparing for a, uh, our quarterly uh, strategic planning uh, conference, which we um, do virtually sometimes. This happened to be a virtual one. And I had a number of things to get done. One of those was call the bank. Uh, calling the bank wasn't actually urgent, but I still felt that stress and tension and the tightness in my stomach when it came time to call the bank. And I did a little check on myself and I said, wait, hold on. This is actually not something that's urgent. It's not something that I need to stress about, but I'm conflating it with other things that are actually urgent and important and need to be done quickly. Um, so just to, like I think to the listener, a quick self-test. Um, you know, if you're in one of those like kind of stressful days and you've done three or four tasks and you've got three or four more on your list, just really double check, you know, which ones are actually urgent and do you need to stress about anyone, any of them? Probably not. And there's a great uh, methodology. It's by Brian Tracy. It's called the ABCDE method. And what that talks about is a little bit like your high school homework, 
instead of thinking about things in uh, what is the urgency or how important is it, think about your tasks in what impact will they have if I don't do them? Basically, what's the worst that's going to happen? And you categorize those tasks based on an A task is if this is not done today or if this is not done urgently, there will be dire consequences. This is something that absolutely must be done. B tasks are important to be done, but you know it's not going to be devastating if it's not done today it could possibly be pushed back and you know this still aligns to kind of like the urgent and important type model right now what i like about that is it gets you to think about what things do i not have to stress about doing today and which things can i possibly change um and uh there was one more thing that i wanted to mention as well carl you know when we plan out our quarter uh each time with the team, um, you know, the role of our business and the role of strategy in a business. And this is particularly the role of a CEO is being the custodian of strategy. Yeah, you may set the strategy, but ideally you're the custodian of strategy and you work with your team on that. Your strategic planning should always and forever, every week be about what market trends are on the horizon and how will we respond to those commercially? Absolutely. That's your job, full stop. That's your job. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my team asked me as we were preparing, coming up to our team conference, they said, oh, Pete, is it still on? Are we still going to do this? What's the agenda going to be? And I said, we're going to do exactly what we do every single time. We're going to review the last quarter. We're going to look at what are the future trends. And we're going to develop strategies together on how we react to and respond to those trends as a business, as a team, and in service to our customers and our community. And that's it, full stop. So, um, you know, where there is a lot of uncertainty right now, a lot of fear attached to that uncertainty as well, I would say stick to what is important, which is responding to what's out there and what's happening, you know, supporting and leading your team no differently to how you would normally. Because if you freak out, they're going to freak out. That's how leadership works, mm -hmm. right? They're going to see how you <laughs> react in this situation. I think, I think it's really, you know, I, I love that. I love the way that you approach the, the strategic uh, planning and the quarterly planning you do. And, and it's 100% right, right? The CEO, that is 100% what the CEO's role is, is to look at, look at the landscape in front and be giving decisions to help direct around the, the, uh, the hills and find the most efficient path to where they're trying to get to. Um, I think it's really important there to also highlight that there are true foundational elements of any business no matter what the economic cycle is. And I think it's really important. You know, and that comes down to things like managing your cash flow, right? Yes, revenue is, you know, you might have heard the saying, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash flow is reality, yep. right? Profit is amazing. And you, in my opinion, every business, unless it's a not-for-profit business, should be in pursuit of a profit. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also understanding that, especially in any economic cycle, but especially in an economic cycle that's in the downward trend, cash and how much cash you have on hand and ensuring the cash coming in is way outside of the cash going out is, is important. And so being able to look at where, where are my essentials, you know, categorize your costs. What are your essentials? What are your investments? And what are your luxuries? And then once you categorize those costs across those three things, essentials, luxuries, and investments, you can now make decisions about which ones to double down on investments right now are a great thing to be doubling down on, not cutting like an advertising is an investment. So mm. another fundamental in any business, you need to be marketing to bring in customers. So making a decision to cut marketing right now, unless that marketing is clearly not been working, not necessarily a smart decision to make right now. So you'd make keep those same decisions when people do that. <laughs> it's just oh, not, like, why would you turn off the tap? 
Because it's money going out and I need to cut costs, Pete. Surely that's what I have to do. Well, well it, mu- it must be marketing <laughs> that's not working. Uh, and you can chat oh, to if, Carl if about that. If the marketing's that. not working, yeah. <laughs> if the marketing's not working, sure. Or, turn or, maybe, or maybe they that. don't know. And I think, you know, that, and I think that's the thing. But that's, again, a whole other another discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's another episode. Yeah. But like, I think it's really important to go, okay, the foundations of business haven't changed no matter what economic yeah. cycle that you're in. And you are, your job as a CEO doesn't change. It's to make clear decisions. And all the changes, depending on wartime and peacetime, is maybe the speed of those decisions and where you choose to... I mean, you could always argue you should be focused on the important things. But in wartime, it's doubly important that you're going, I'm focusing on the stuff that actually matters today. Yeah. And I think it's worth also reminding people that part of what's important is you managing your own physical, emotional state. And a tip that I can share with you that I do even this week. So every week I do planning or what, what am I focused on this week? I write out all these different tasks that need to be done uh, related to the projects I'm working on, plus other things that are just bubbling in my mind. And then I circle three. And those three are my must-dos. These are the three things that as long as I get those three things done this week, it's been a good week. Even if the rest goes to shit and everything goes to unplanned, as long as those three things got done, I've won. The week has been won. Great. Right. And I usually smash more than those three, but that gives me really clear focus of what actually matters this week. And everything else is like, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and, and that's really important. But one of the things that's on my list, it's not a circled thing, but this, this week is play with my VR, put on my VR. Like it's a, I've added it to my to-do list to actually have some downtime, socialize. Uh, I also have on my to-do list to dance with my partner. You know, just to have some fun and dance with them. So these are things that you can do if, if you're in that hustle mode and you like to get your to-do list done, then put some of those other things like personal t- downtime, watch a movie, take half the day off, go for a walk, you know, whatever, add those two to-do lists and that will help you get that balance. If we go back to what we were talking about earlier, how do you balance it? Put it on your agenda, make it happen, make it a, a crucial, important thing that needs to be done. Cool. Awesome. So... What's next? We've got lots of things and we talked about it. Yeah. Um, I think advice I think, I think, for the... Oh, you go. I was going to say, yeah. I think, I think to bring this back to some really tangible, what do you do from here? I think that would be really, really useful. I mean, we've shared a bunch of different things, but if we came back and got, okay, you, you now know where we are. We're in, a, we're, we're in a wartime moment and maybe you're hustling like crazy. I think, I think there's two types of people who are potentially listening. You might be listening right now and you've been hustling, right? You've been hustling like crazy and maybe starting to feel a little exhausted. If you're not there yet, you can see it coming. The other person listening is maybe you have actually not been hustling that bad. You've still been a bit like, yeah, it's still peacetime. And you're looking at everyone else around you maybe hustling and you're listening to us talking about a bit of hustle. And you're maybe starting to feel a bit like, oh, am I not doing enough? Am I, am I, you know, maybe there's a bit of guilt. Yeah, there's a bit of guilt or like, oh, am I going to be left behind? Maybe I need to do something. And there's fear that can come up. So I think based on where you're at, these are two different things. So if you're firstly not hustling and you're starting to get fearful, I would actually say you're probably in a better state than those who who are listening right now who are hustling. Because if you're not yet in that fully fear, like I have to do this, you've got the breathing space still to go, okay, what actually needs to get done? Realistically, what's going on right now? So I think it's a great opportunity to do what Pete does with his team and do a quarterly meeting. It doesn't matter when you're listening to this. Maybe it's not the middle of the quarter. Call a strategic meeting with your team and sit down and go, what's, what's, been, what's it been like in the last quarter? What's it look like 
uh, coming ahead, what is, what's going on and what are the key, and I would say no more than five, what are the key five projects that we as a business need to implement that are important to ensure that we are serving our clients best, that we're gonna to continue to market and grow the business, because remember, everyone needs marketing. What are we doing around cash and ensuring we've got enough cash? That might be cutting costs, that might be bringing in more sales. Like, focus on cash, focus on team and people, um, focus on uh, marketing, how you're gonna bring in new clients no matter what growth. Uh, I think there's there's three of your projects right there, and then you can do, you got another two to play with with whatever feels right to you. And if you do that, you're in a far better space to then go, all right, now I know my priorities, let's get to work. The others, and Pete can jump in here on, on his thoughts, but the others who, if you're hustling right now and you're going crazy, I would actually tell you almost the same thing I'd say to them, but now for you, it's like stop hustling for a second. Stop, breathe, take your foot off the pedal just for a second, just a second, and look at everything you're trying to do right now. And I say this because I'm saying this advice to myself. Right? As I'm sharing this with you right now, I am saying this to myself because I noticed in the last few weeks that I've been getting a bit more in that overwhelmed mode of like, I'm trying to do too many things. And it was only just yesterday that I chose to sit down and go, hold on a second. I need to, I've got all these projects and ideas going on in my head and I'm scattered. I need, to, I need to bring this back and get really clear on how we simplify this and how we bring it. So that's what I would say is you need to take a moment, maybe by yourself, maybe with your team. But as a CEO, if you haven't yet, maybe take some time yourself before you go to your team and just mind map everything that's going on, all your ideas, all your projects, everything you think is important, all the things you're scared about, get together a bit of a plan or at least none of that and then go to your team if you've got one and go, guys, here's what's going on. Here's the lay of the land and let's do it. Um, that's, that's my thoughts. What are, your, what are your action steps, Peter? Yeah, look, I really like that. Um, you mentioned uh, something to the effect of being more diligent with where you put your time and where you put your energy. And I think the difference between the wartime CEO and the peacetime CEO is the wartime CEO needs to be ruthless with their time. Uh, and being ruthless with your time means you don't have the, as much time to explore new ideas, to meander, to you know, be open to new connections or opportunities or exploring partnerships, those kind of things. The kind of things where when you've got the time to explore creatively, that makes sense. Um, the wartime CEO is ruthless with your time. Uh, and so to be ruthless with your time, you need to be in control of your time. Um, and I think one of the best ways to do that is to do time audit, task audit, pretty straightforward. You can use something like rescuetime.com and store it on your computer. It'll tell you where you're spending your time. Uh, and that's really great. And you can always, trust me, and I did this exercise a week ago with my team. You can always find things that are on your plate right now, which should be delegated. You need to be a master delegator. That's one of your number one skills to hone and build and cultivate and get amazing at. Um, so do that. Make sure that, that you're getting stuff off your plate and you're only doing the stuff that's really important to you. Say no to some things. That's a good one. That's really, really easy to get, get some time back. Say no. <laughs> uh, and then I invite you to check in with your body. Check in with how are you sleeping? How's your energy levels like? You know, do you have any uh, sicknesses or ailments that are, that are coming up? How's your mood and your happiness and your emotional energy? How, uh, how excited are you to connect with others, family, friends, uh, those kind of things? And if you reflect on that now, uh, that will probably give you a good indication of where you're at. Uh, I've noticed I've been a bit tired today. I've been yawning during the day. Uh, and even though I got a good night's sleep, 
uh, maybe it wasn't enough hours. Uh, and I know last night I didn't wind down well enough. And so that's kind of my little test to go, oh, okay, cool. This evening, I'm going to take it easy <laughs> after my bloody live stream at 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a 7, 7 p.m. live stream is your version of taking it easy. That's totally, uh, yeah. To my, um, my version. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't normally have that. Uh, but it is, it is, you know, it's a Tuesday, so it's technically a work day. I think the final one is if you are the kind of person who spends a lot of time on social media, I don't. Um, but if you do, there are some ways that you can cut that down and still feel connected. Um, and so my recommendation is that you delete the Facebook app on your phone, keep the messenger app on there to, to keep in touch with people, but get rid of the Facebook app. Um, so you can get rid of the scrolling and, uh, there's another great plugin, which I'm sure I've mentioned before on the show. It's called kill Facebook newsfeed. It's a Chrome plugin and it will actually switch off your newsfeed. So you can still get all your notifications, still check your groups but you do not have that endless scrolling and uh, just removing yourself from that. you can do the same on that. your phone, for iPhone as well. So you can... Um, really? You can firstly delete the... Yeah, definitely. I did this a while back, man. You right. delete the um, Facebook app from your phone. Yep. Then you access Facebook on your iPhone from Safari instead. So you're on the mobile version and you install... There's an app called... It's a content blocker. It's called Feedless. So you install Feedless wow. and then it, it's a content blocker for Safari. So it will block the newsfeed on your, on your phone as well. So I, I use Messenger on my that. phone and then I go on, I can still access groups on my phone by going through the mobile Safari. Um, also, you know, uh, I also block my Gmail. Like you can't do it on your phone, but I also block my Gmail inbox. I've got an app called Hide Inbox. It's a Chrome plugin called Hide Inbox. So when you log into your Gmail, the entire inbox is hidden. All you see is the search bar. So you can search and find things you want or you can send emails without ever having to see what's going on in your inbox, which I think is another great way to manage your time, manage the, the feeds of things in your eyes. I need that. <laughs> that sounds Do great. Do awesome. inbox. I think that's it. I think that's it from me. Uh, I'm really curious to the listener uh, to hear your comments. Uh, so please make sure you drop them uh, in the blog or the show notes or wherever that is. And Carl, where can people find us? Yeah, look, you can find us at rising.show. That's where all those show notes will be. That's where you'll be able to read up more about who Peter Moriarty is, who Carl Taylor is, and ultimately uh, find ways to connect with us more. We would love for you to subscribe to the show. We'd love for you to leave us a review, rating, how did you find it? We'd love for you to share us with your friends and your entrepreneurial buddies, um, family, and whoever else you know that could benefit from this episode or any of our other episodes. So please give us the feedback. If there's a particular content or topic you'd like us to discuss with our combined, what, 40 odd years or almost 40 years of business experience, uh, we would love to, to be able to contribute and share in some way. So um, let us know and please connect, subscribe and share. All right. We will catch you next time, guys. Thanks so much for joining in the show. We'd love to hear your feedback and we will catch you in the next one. Cheers. Ciao.